Hello and welcome to Take My Advice, I'm Not Using It. This is episode number 26 of this work-life podstorm. And today I'm returning to the first newsletter of 2021, which was titled Flexi Year. Get straight into it, hope you enjoy it. 2020 was in many ways a year to leave behind and yet 2021 is already proven to be a bastard in its own way, presenting the very same problems as last year, but with the bonus of being in the middle of winter. From my perspective, the announcement that all English schools would once again close evoked feelings of anxiety and a crushing expectation that my wife and I would once again be required to leave my two oldest children schooling. Fortunately, having endured, and I use that word advisedly, the last period, we're now better prepared to approach it all with more pragmatism and understanding of what works and what doesn't. In short, for the children, keeping them busy with as many things that they enjoy doing as possible, rather than sticking rigidly to a predefined timetable, for the adults, combination of schoolwork, work work and alone time, plus a balance of a healthy lifestyle and moderate alcoholism. All that said, the inherent optimist in me always relishes the start to a new year and the opportunity for renewal and drive that it brings. After all, amid the shit sandwich that is lockdown, some fundamental attitudes towards work and its relationship with our personal lives have changed for the better. The understanding that office-based work isn't the only way of doing things, for one. Over the past few days, I've looked back at all the newsletters from last year and in the process have decided to record and share them as podcasts throughout January. The world's first ever work-life podstorm, which you'll know as you're listening to it. I received more messages about Future Work Life 27, the opportunities and challenges of Flip Workplace, than any other newsletter or podcast I've published. The primary area of people's interest is the importance of flexible time. This is backed up by the conversations I've had with hundreds of people about the future of work since writing Future Work Life 17, the project in September, including entrepreneurs, business leaders, managers and employees. Crucially, we have to create a system in which we can bring energy to our work time, even if limited in the current circumstances. In the last episode of season one, take my advice, I'm not using it, I spoke to two experts on diversity, equity and inclusion. Zoe Young is the founder of Half the Sky, a flexible work design business who is part of the Work After Lockdown project and literally wrote the book about how mothers manage flexible working in careers and family life. During our conversation, she pointed out that while our perception is that flexible work is now the norm, a recent study by TimeWise found that the number of job ads carrying any reference to flexibility has only moved from 17% before the pandemic to 22% now. In other words, not very much. Why is this a fundamental problem? As my other guest, Nishita Diwan, founder of Collaborate EQ and a specialist in diversity and inclusion and learning organisations, explained, diversity isn't just about box ticking. It creates value by bringing different perspectives and worldviews to the table, ultimately contributing towards a culture of innovation and growth. Nishita points out that diversity means many things that can be visible, like gender, race and age, and invisible, such as some disabilities, background and home life. There are myriad ways to approach engendering a diverse working culture, which we'll cover in the future, no doubt. For starters, though, let's consider the role of working parents and mothers in particular. As you may have read in the FT during a week of writing, New Year's resolutions are all about being intentional nowadays. In this case, it's pretty simple. Let's intentionally empower people to manage their own time. If we don't, there's a considerable risk that we lose talented and experienced people because... As a previous podcast guest, Alison Bourne-Gates, outlined in Business Insider this week, millions of women left the workforce in 2020 due to the overwhelming duty of caregiving in a pandemic. 63% of senior level women revised their career ambitions and 25% of women overall are considering dropping out. End quote. 
How do we do this in practice? Well, over the next two episodes of this podcast, I'll share a framework with you that aims to give business leaders, teams, and individuals a platform that will help to achieve three things this year. One, greater flexibility. Two, better mental health. And three, enhanced performance. Till tomorrow, have a great day.